0: Our dog is a monster. He has a taste for human flesh.
1: That is uh that is so disturbing. This is also, our
0: kickoff for Halloween. Rhyme
1: or free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day and welcome to my bad poetry. A podcast where we take a deep dive into our poems from youth, yesteryear or even yesterday. Always asking the question, why in the world did I write this? I'm Aaron and i'm dave and together this week we are looking at a poem from the third anthology of my high school collection analogy of life dave um i was trying to think of a pun off the top of my head for this title but I i was unsuccessful
0: terrible aaron told me before the uh recording started that i was a very good actor and uh I just wanted to take this time to explain that I've been acting this whole time in the podcast. I'm I'm actually a very serious person. Um, yeah, I, I just, I feel like I, I must be intellectually honest with all of you. Uh, you're welcome. Well,
1: um... <laughs> <laughs> That's my
0: impression of an actual person.
1: (laughs) You added some, um, it's not voice gravel. What is it? Um, Vocal fry. Vocal fry.
0: Yeah.
1: I hate vocal fry.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, it drives me up a wall. Well, you know what, Aaron? I am so sorry.
1: Don't get vocal nodules there, bud.
0: Ouch. Do you have a poem? Okay, so this this is a poem that is very uh, near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Ting, ting, ring, ring, the sound brings joy As it jingles and bounces, smiles to every girl and every boy It's glockenspiel, not stone, no xylo in that phone Children's toy manufacturers must be taught or pedants like me will bring them to naught. Aaron, does your daughter have a, a, a xylophone? Yeah. Uh, I, I disagree. I don't think she has a xylophone. She doesn't have a xylophone. Is it made out of wood? And the metal, no, the, key, oh, the things so are metal. It's made out of metal, so it's not a xylophone.
1: You are so pedantic. Yup. <laughs> so
0: what? what's a metal? It's a glockenspiel? Glockenspiel or a, a metallophone. Any of those things work. Xylos comes from the Greek zoulos, which means wood. It's a wood instrument.
1: <laughs> what, but the mallets would.
0: Yeah, but the mallets aren't making the sound. The thing that rings out is what makes the sound. Is it a mallet phone? No, it's not, Aaron. Be ridiculous. Or don't be ridiculous. <sighs> I got nothing.
1: Well, um, so my poem this week.
0: From... No, I think we're done. We don't need yeah. to cover your poem.
1: <laughs> this poem's titled Success.
0: Oh, okay. That is a bold claim right out the gate. Mm-hmm. You want to hear it? Not really, but go.
1: Okay, here we go. Why must life be full of trials and kicks to the face? It destroys the weak, kills the helpless, and annihilates hope. But even when success in life is succeeded, all one is left with is disgrace. The disgrace of who they left behind and who they destroyed. The true measure of success is how many people were hurt on your way up.
0: Hmm. Do I detect a note of anti-capitalism in this poem? I I do, and I'm amazed. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I
1: I wasn't really introduced to concepts like late-stage capitalism and and oppression and exploitation, at least in those terms, until college, I thought. But I'm playing with something here.
0: Well, I think what we've learned here is the white middle class kid understands oppression very well. Right? I mean, like just better than most, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like, that's. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, it's horrific. It's,
1: it's just so strange. I wish I knew the context which made this poem happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean,. I I don't... mm, Okay, give me a second. Um, I need to run to the bathroom because I need to vomit before I say this, but I don't hate the concept here.
1: Right. I think we can both agree that as a poem,
0: it's it's Oh, yeah, it's it's garbage, absolutely.
1: There is is nothing poetic about this. But the observation has
0: validity? That's fair. The observation is honest. I did want to giggle at the first two lines, Mm -hmm. just because why must life be full of trials? It it sounds almost like biblical or like Shakespearean, like a a major emotional monologue is about to come. And then the next line is, and kicks to the face. (laughs) Just like I'm, I'm going to play with subtlety and emotion and being kicked in the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I'm getting from it. Mean Girls. That's what I'm getting. Mean Girl. Okay, say more. Uh, the musical Mean Girls. What is it? This is a cautionary tale about destruction and betrayal, and being hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. that's a hundred percent what I'm getting <laughs> from this. <laughs> Which in that context it works. And here, uh written by a very sad teenager.
1: Yeah, and like the flip-floppy nature doesn't happen again. It's like I legitimately thought kicks to the face was in the same kind of tone. Yeah.
0: Um, I also want to just this one hurts. I know, I know. But even when success in life is succeeded. <laughs> um terrible. <laughs> I I want to make fun of you for it, but I actually feel bad for how bad that line is. The badness of the badity of that line is like the sentence that just poured from my mouth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I knew <sighs> The minute I read it, that would be what you go to. It's very much like you can't define the thing with the thing, Aaron. You've given me that spiel before.
0: Um, It's giving an ATM machine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So even when success is
0: accomplished. That is so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Dear listeners. I believe Aaron is finally realizing he can edit his poetry. (laughs) Yeah, imagine that. There we go. That's what happens for season four. We go back to season one and we have to turn your poems into something passable.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Dave, you saved the show.
0: (laughs) Saved the show, but <laughs> might have destroyed the world because we have to put those poems back out there. <laughs> what is truth? Oh no, I forgot.
1: <laughs> so I actually I think there's like like we said, there's there's something redeemable here. I was I was playing with an idea around this recently of ways in which we could look at how exploitation is oh, is painted over yeah. with our with our phrases. Sure. And one of the most common phrases I think of as kind of a whitewashing of exploitation and injustice is, we stand on the shoulders of giants. Mm. It is such a beautiful phrase. And honestly, I I love like the sentiment of acknowledging. But yeah. you, you look back at those giants and you're like, oh, those giants are scientists who uh, were advocates of eugenics. Or those giants were... Slave owners who exploited hundreds of people for profit. And so I was wondering if we could play with the, like, we... The phrase I came to mind is we kneel on the necks of others. But
0: I thought that was a little too on the nose. Yeah. But it does get to the visceral nature of it. Yeah. I, uh, I was just thinking about this the other day because... Someone was saying how it's incredible that Isaac Newton discovered gravity, which, first of all, he didn't discover gravity. People understood that there was a force before he, before he calculated it.
1: You mean they weren't all just floating off into space? <laughs>
0: right. Um, but the thing is, during the Baghdad House of Wisdom in, like, the 600s. Uh, there were people who had basically come up with that same inverse attraction law. Uh, but in the Western world, we didn't pay attention to that because of racism. racism. And we could have actually like explored the world in a more complicated way if we didn't use our hate to uh, divide. But I mean that, yeah, the uh, the other one that gets me is uh, Louis Pasteur, who invented pasteurization, except for the fact that he definitely didn't and he stole it from a different scientist. Oh, gosh, a Hungarian See, scientist. Um, and like, we don't know the Hungarian scientist because uh, Hungarian doesn't fit into our Western European language system. So people didn't read it. But Louis Pasteur read it, and then he took credit for it. So, like, I I think that's kind of fascinating because even at that point, uh, we didn't consider Hungarians white, even though they are very European. Right, right. But, like, we, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. This is a whole diatribe on how race is socially constructed, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it's great stuff. Um, There are so many other podcasts that explore that concept better
0: yeah they um, actually have like the dates and they experience and, it better and they've yeah. researched it and are much smarter than both of us combined
1: yeah so uh 1619 project uh yeah big easy easy find there. Mm-hmm. five episode series seriously it's it's um what was another one that i really there was um it's an npr one mm. Uh, da, 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 da.
0: I know through line has a good through a line. Good, yeah, a good yes. like two episode one about the historical construction of race.
1: Yes, that's that is the one I was thinking of through line. Okay. And they they do some other really um really nice ones on Yeah. Just this this whitewashing of history. Yeah, exactly. Occurs. Yeah. So um rather than than get it from us because we <laughs> we are benefactors of yeah horrible privilege listen to other voices please
0: right um, listen to we we will use our voice to amplify those who know more about this than we do
1: way more than we do we yeah. we, learn, we learn from their wisdom yeah again i want to know what in the world was i right where did thinking? this come from <sighs> yeah okay so this would have been 2006
0: midterm year Okay. Because I know you were super into politics in high school.
1: Well, I knew that I that my parents weren't Republican. <laughs> 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 um, I'm trying to think if there's a biblical story that could. I mean, Lazarus and the uh, rich man. Well, sure. There's there's a bit of that. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of that at play there, but.
0: Well, uh, dear listeners. We're going to cut a whole conversation about Aaron and I forgetting things in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, what the big takeaway is, we think we may have some connection here between uh, some of the prophets who talked about uh, issues in not caring for the poor, the disenfranchised, the widow, the orphan, the alien. Um, and also, oh, the alien. <laughs> Very important, the immigrant, especially Mm -hmm. in our current political uh, climate. Important to talk about. You're going to cut that one too. No, no. no. (laughs) Um, But I I think that could be where you were taking some of this idea from. Yeah,
1: I I can't imagine that my public school history would be this uh, honest.
0: You're not wrong. Yeah.
1: Fascinating. I don't know. It's, uh, the, yeah, I mean, again, bad poem. Yeah. Decent thought? Decent thought. <laughs> Decent thought. And, okay, so the, the main issue we can take away from here is this is the complaint of a privileged white boy in, in, uh, in the Midwest who seems to be lamenting a life full of trials. So the, I think that, that is uh, reprehensible.
0: But yeah, I, I think this kind of shows, <laughs> I, I'm interested to, to be able to think through where this came from, because in other contexts, it would be a fairly straightforward thought, someone recognizing difficulty in their own life. But I know that I probably felt the same way, and it was most likely about my parents not understanding me, even though they pretty well understood me. Um, or, you know, I had a friend who I thought was backstabbing me so that they could succeed at something, and the backstab was they didn't help me with my science homework or something. and
1: Yeah. Considering the the previous two poems, "Love and Love 2, were all about Yuck. yeah, love and then death. <laughs> it could be I felt that slighted by some uh, by by a girl that I liked who was dating someone who I thought was a complete
0: douche. I don't know that makes the context of success interesting here problematic you mean problematic yeah. maybe is the right way to go
1: and again i'm, I'm speculating as to yeah. like where i felt spurned at the moment um and just because the previous two poems were so much about love falling apart and crushed relationships um perhaps i was feeling jealous about someone who was dating someone i wanted to date sure um and i just saw them as a bully or something but again very problematic if that's the context.
0: <laughs> right. There are reasonable contexts in which this is a a good observation. Mm-hmm. Not not new, not creative, but, you know, it's a good thing to notice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. I don't have a poem yet.
0: <laughs> okay. But you do have a question to ask me, don't you?
1: I, I don't. Okay, well, yeah, I'm interested. I'm curious. Um, like I said up front, I was unsuccessful at the first pun. I believe I am still unsuccessful now.
0: <laughs> and it's for this comedic gold that our listeners keep coming back. <laughs>
1: they just, they just uh, put up with us. I don't know I mean, why. No,
0: I, yeah. <laughs> no, that works. That works. Oh.
1: Um, well, Dave... The true measure is good or garbage.
0: Have you ever been driving down the road and seen like a paper bag that oh, was just in the middle of the road? You know, just just kind of moving a little in the breeze. And you you swerve to avoid it, but you know, you you don't want to swerve too much. You want to be safe as you're driving. And your rear tire hits the paper bag, and you realize that it wasn't just a paper bag. It had a sandwich in it and a bag of chips, and it kind of just exploded all over the road, and now it's, like, ingrained into the road. For some reason, I'm getting that image from this poem. Would you like my reasoning? Yes, please. I would also like my reasoning, so when I have it, I'll tell you.
1: <laughs> okay, let me Let me try and—okay. okay you swerve to avoid the bag, but you clip the bag and you smash a sandwich. Am I hearing you right?
0: Yeah. Okay, so that's your poetic metaphor. <clears throat> Not poetic. Nothing we have done today has been poetic. So
1: it's kind of like the phrase, hitting the nail on the head. <laughs> hitting the sandwich in the Hitting red. the sandwich in the bag. <laughs> you hit something, it did something not quite sure how to feel about
0: the outcome. Oh, I know how to feel about the <laughs> outcome. It's pretty gross. <laughs> oh, I did I didn't say it was a, a tuna and peanut butter sandwich. Oh, I was just So it's picturing, pretty disgusting.
1: Yeah, I was picturing peanut butter and jelly. So. No, that that would that would make sense. But we're going to end this week with the words of a true poet. This time coming to us from the the words of Habakkuk, an uh, Old Testament. Uh, minor prophet, uh, whose words are recorded as Hebrew poetry, and um, the opening the verses were added later. So I don't I don't yeah. know how to say these are the opening words of the Book of Habakkuk. There you go. The oracle that the prophet Habakkuk saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not listen, or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me, strife and contention arise, so the law becomes slack, and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous, therefore justice comes forth perverted
0: no that, that's a that's a good poem about fear and destruction
1: <laughs> and perverted justice yeah I think, I, I think that's that's kind of where we landed on how there is this the poem's success touches on that
0: it's almost like there's an imbalance of justice oh <laughs> well, that was fun this is been... <laughs> <laughs> please please leave that pregnant pause of <laughs> ha two middle-class white guys talking about injustice
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, I
1: don't know how tiresome that has to be for some listeners, right? In that, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a good answer.
0: No. Yeah. So, I think the right thing to do is continue to direct them to better resources than us. Yes. That sixteen nineteen project and uh, through line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, come here for the laughs, all because <laughs> uh, we are hilarious.
0: Yep. mm Hmm.
1: This has been My Bad <laughs> Poetry.
0: Now go write some of your own bad poetry.
1: What voice was that?
0: Oh, sorry. Now go write oh, some gosh. of your own bad poetry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh